All right, so we'll just jump right in. Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It is your Friday Emmett Fox show, our new feature where we're uh, breaking down Emmett Fox's book, uh, Find and Use Your Inner Power, also known as Sparks of Truth by, as I said, Emmett Fox. And we will jump right in because we're keeping these shows quite a bit shorter. We're going to keep them to about 20 or 30 minutes and encapsulate one nice little idea and kind of give you something to chew on uh, over the weekend and to carry you, carry you through till the, till the Sunday show that uh, comes out a Sunday night. Most of you listen Monday morning, but we have our new uh, regular shows on, uh, on Sunday, and those are our longer feature ones. We usually do about an hour and go much more in-depth, but on these ones, we're going to go a little bit shorter. All right, so this one is called Worm Gets Ideas. So each one of these little, uh, these little installments is about a page, give or take. And as I said, Emmett Fox is a master of going into a, you know, one idea and really extrapolating it out and, and making uh, really clear sense. And, you know, really, uh, um, really, he has really helpful ways of looking at things. So I'm going to start, I'll start reading the first paragraph and then, you know, we can just go back and forth if you want, Chris, or actually let me read the first two and then you read the, um, you read the, this is, it's pretty uh, familiar though. You know what I mean? The butterfly to the, from the worm. Um, mm-hmm. absolutely yeah you can go ahead and read the whole thing if you want I mean it's just a whole I'll go through uh, the first two paragraphs we'll just read through quickly and then you, maybe you grab that big paragraph gotcha. and then we'll just gotcha. get it out so to yeah. me the butterfly teaches the most wonderful and the most important lesson that we human beings ever have to learn you know you all know his story he's a beautiful butterfly now but he was not always a butterfly no indeed he began life and he lived what seemed to him a very very long time as a worm and not a very important kind of worm either what we call the humble caterpillar Now, the life of a caterpillar is a sadly restricted one. In fact, it could be taken as the very type and symbol of restriction. He lives on a green leaf in the forest, and that is about all he knows. This is where you're cued cued now to then one day something (laughs) happens. Gotcha, yeah. (laughs) I'm reading on an iPad. It's not scrolling. Uh, Then one day something happens. The little caterpillar finds certain strange stirrings going on within himself. The old green leaf, for some reason, no longer seems sufficient. He begins to feel dissatisfied. He becomes moody and discontented. But, and this is the vital point, it is a divine discontent. He does not just grumble and complain to the other caterpillars, saying nature is all wrong, or I hate life, or I can never be anything but a worm. I wish I had never been born. No. He is discontented, but it is a divine discontent. He feels the need for a bigger, finer, and more interesting life. His instinct tells him that where there is true desire, there must be fulfillment, because where there's a will, there's a way. All right. And so the wonderful thing happens. Gradually, the worm disappears, and the butterfly emerges, beautiful, graceful, now endowed with wings. And instead of crawling about on a restricted leaf, he soars right above the trees, right above the forest itself, free unrestricted, free to go where he likes and see the world and bask in the sun. And in fact, to be his own true self, the free and wonderful thing that God intended him to be. Uh, I'll just finish it. Now, this wonderful story is intended to be the story of every human soul. It is up to you to develop your wings by the scientific use of creative imagination so that you may fly away to your heart's desire. And really that's the, the, the crux of this whole little story, isn't it? The, scientific use of creative imagination so that you may fly away to your heart's desire. That's your key to transformation, isn't it? So, and it's a heart desire. It's not a head idea. Uh, it's a little different. Um, and this discontent 
is a divine discontent that needs a divine. Uh, and that's, you know, the heart, the spirit, the soul. Uh, that's what we're talking about. It's not just mm -hmm. a, an idea or a thought of what you want to do. It's a desire in the heart in, in the yeah. positive way and in, in the good way of a heart's desire. So, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean, this can be, uh, this can be many different things to many different people. And this, these, of course, these transformation have, these transformations happen not just once in our lives, but, but many times over in, in different areas, uh, whenever we, we want to make these changes. It's interesting though, to look at I, you, you pulled that out, that divine discontent idea. And I think that that's a really important one. It's, you know, there's a, there's a sort of a, there's a discomfort or a desire to do something else, or maybe even a, you know, a, a fundamental sort of uh, feeling of restriction or something that's going on that you want to change. Uh, but you're looking at it as, as a divine discontent, a divine discontent. In other words, it's in the divine order. You know, we are meant to grow. We are meant to expand. We are meant to have greater and greater life, you know? And so those sorts of ideas um, are important to uh, attach to that so that you don't get caught up in complaining. And like you said, grumbling about things uh, because well, it's easy a, to look, oh, go ahead. Oh, it's, it's a real problem that, mm -hmm. you know, we in the West and particularly in America are facing today with people at midlife, you know, in their forties, maybe mm -hmm. um, on into the, through the fifties that are, you know, there's huge rates of uh, depression, anxiety, um, suicide is up in that demographic. Life expectancy is going down three years in a row. Uh, and I think it, you know, this divine discontent is present in that. Um, I think the problem doesn't get solved because we're still using worldly solutions <laughs> to mm -hmm. try to solve, you know, what is a divine, and we should be discontented. If sure, you know, if, if you're, yeah. if you make it to 50 and you're not a little disillusioned, a little disappointed, a little jaded with, you know, the world and everything that the worldly, and I mean that in not the positive sense, you mm -hmm. know, has to offer the material, physical, sensational world. Mm -hmm. Um, if that, that should be insufficient at some point. Yeah. Um, you, maybe you, yeah. It, it doesn't mean it's evil or you're going to do away with it or be a Luddite and move to the woods. You could. Uh, but what it means is that this isn't everything. It's not, an, it's not supposed to be enough. You're supposed to see the lie or the, you know, the conspiracy or the, um, you know, the curtain, you know, pulling back mm -hmm. this curtain that is, you know, so there has to be this, um, because otherwise, if the world and just the stuff in it were completely satisfying for everybody, we wouldn't grow. So we have to outgrow these pairs of shoes. Yes, we still need them, part of our life, but it's not all of it. It's not satisfying yeah, exactly. our, because we are bigger. Our souls grow or the need of our souls uh, becomes more present. Well, the Yeah, and the you start to see past the materialism I'm, I'm suddenly reminded of the the tarot card number uh key 15 which is the devil and you've got this uh this you know sabbatical goat character with the you know with the bat wings you know standing on top of the cube and then there's two uh humanoid people there that are sort of chained quote unquote to this cubed this cube altar with this 
with this devil on top of it. And that cube altar represents material existence. And if you notice on this thing, this is an interesting symbol that, that, that's on the cards. And this is why the tarot is so, so wise in its, in its symbolism. But the figures are, are chained, but their, their shackles are so loose that they could slip their hands out of them. And so you see even in the picture that they're, they're so oversized that they're hanging on their wrists. And you realize that you know, we've chained ourselves to this materialism uh, but it really is a self-imposed sort of a thing. And then you start to begin to realize that behind the material existence is where the, the real truth is, where the real substantial sort of um, absolute uh, sort of level of, of, of existence rests. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, then, and then when you start to see that, then you can understand that, yes, I'm here and I'm having this, you know, this material experience, but at, at my core, you know, there's a, there's a spiritual eternal part of myself. And I think that's one of the things, and that's represented in that, you know, the idea of the caterpillar him being, you know, earthbound and climbing around on trees and just eating little leaves and so on. And then when he's loosed from that, from those bonds and he's able to fly, you know, that's representative of the, the soul. It's representative of, you know, us connecting to some sort of higher part of herself. But here's the thing. He's still in a material body. He's still experiencing material things. He's still eating and drinking. He's still flying or, you know, flying around, but he's recognized things in a different way. You know, he's come to a different understanding of life, even though he's having the material existence, he sees it in a different way. Hello, dog. I heard him. I heard him. So you said he might not, you said he might not show up, but there he is. Yeah. We are always happy when he's here. Um, so I think those are a couple of things to, to, to think about in regards to that. Well, and it's you know, transformation. Do, I mean, it's, it's really the, it's the definition of, uh, or, or the symbol of the definition of transformation that you go from yeah. one form to the other. And it's a great point you brought up, though. The, the creature, the being in the creature, um, doesn't die. No. In a way, yes, the worm dies so the butterfly can you know, live. In the same way that at puberty, physical puberty, um, you know, the boy, the child, um, you know, has to die. And then so that the man who grows hair mm-hmm. under, you know, wherever, um, you know, can, can live because you can't really be both. You, we don't really have a choice in that. Like mm-hmm. the butterfly, it's, it's a automatic physical, you know, physiological transformation that yeah. we just have to go through. But where the butterfly symbol works in our lives is with this, what he's talking about, this divine discontent that mm-hmm. we need to kind of wrap a chrysalis around ourselves and yeah. say, you know, my days of craw- crawling and groveling and being a worm, you know, are over. Uh, somehow I think innately the worm probably knows that it has a butterfly nature that has to go. It doesn't have to think about it. You know, it's a natural thing. Um, yeah. Although for, us as humans, we need to consciously do this. You know, yeah, exactly. we have to. This is a deliberate, conscious thing, and it is the cure for this discontent. And to well, the promptings are unconscious, but then we have to be consciously aware of those those promptings and to do something about them, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. like we physically have to to build this cocoon, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever the symbol is for. Uh, I I like that. Uh, because what it does is it shields you off from the world. Yeah. Um, in a sense, it, it severs that tie uh, mm-hmm. to the world of materialism uh, temporarily. Yes. It, it hatches over. You're not going into the silence or into the, you know, the monastery, you know, forever. I mean, that's not practical for most people. 
but you are pulling well, there is back. a quality of isolation isn't there there's a quality of silence there's a quality of going you know of going back within to burst forth you know from that from that cocoon as well you know and and, and it's interesting because uh Dr. Heller talked about this in one of his lectures about alchemy. And he was talking about how the there's the the, uh, the silk the silkworms in uh, in Hungary. Um, when he was a kid, he just, I investigated them or something. And uh, when it when it goes into its in an, into its cocoon, it goes through a period where it actually so it is you know it's a it's a worm, it's a little caterpillar beforehand then it spins the thing around itself you know it actually spins the silk around it that's the cocoon that ends up becoming the silk and then they stop its process before it becomes a, a butterfly i think to to harvest it the pro the, the this but when, when it's in this cocoon it actually becomes this black goo it actually and he was likening that to the negredo phase of um of alchemy the blackening phase uh, where, where, you know, things are transforming into something new. So it becomes this almost like, you know, alchemical sort of goopy primordial substance before it does transform. And that's a strong reminder that oftentimes, you know, when we're going through this process, it's a little messy. It's a little, it can be dark and it can be a little isolating and a little scary at times. And you don't know exactly what you're congealing into. Uh, but you know that you have to have faith to get through that and get to that butterfly stage, get to that, you know, that strength where you can bust out of that cocoon again with these new wings and this powerful new way of looking at things, you know, and that's, so it's important to remember that though we have to keep a positive attitude that we always have to look to the light and the life within, and we always have to, you know, uh, remember, you know, the, the sort of more positive light, beautiful crystalline aspects of things that sometimes the, you know, the, the, the difficult processes go on in ways that we don't understand that involve maybe some sort of painful transformation that we're not quite sure of where it's going. And it feels a little sloppy and disorganized and it's kind of, you know, uncomfortable and so on. Don't, don't get discouraged when that's going on, you know, because oftentimes we lose our way and we think, well, I'm doing something wrong because this feels uncomfortable or I don't know exactly where it's going or, you know, it seems like I've lost the thread. Stick with it, you know, hold through, know that there's that, that sort of that butterfly phase coming and make sure that, you know, you work through that, those difficult times with, with positivity and with faith and, you know, lean on your, lean on your higher self, lean on God, you know, lean on the forces that, that have helped you and healed you before, you know, that's sometimes we forget we're in the middle of these things like, oh yeah, this, something like this happened or something, or this is completely new, but I did have this illness back five years ago. And I, you know, I prayed and I, you know, I did, you know, guided meditation work and I was reading positive books and it really seemed to make a difference. And I really connected to that spirit within and, you know, transformations took place, you know, don't, don't forget the things that have worked before too, but also be open to new things and have the, have faith that things are, are going in a good direction. Right. Right. Well, that's a, that's a really good point because I think a lot of us embark on a path or a method of healing or self-healing uh, and we do everything right um, for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it gets, it gets, you're right. It gets in this nervous, uncomfortable because there's the unknown part yeah. of it, but that is just part of it. And wow, what a great reminder to rely on our own history. I mean, every one of us, if you've made it through high school, you had some difficult social 
uh, academic or yeah. you know, gym class trauma or embarrassment <laughs> or, uh, you, know, you know, everything was so magnified then. That was your whole Immediately world, when you, you said know. gym class trauma, the first thing that <laughs> popped into my head was, was in that scene in Weird Science where Wyatt and Gary are standing in the gym. They're in front of the gym, staring at a bunch of girls doing gymnastics. And then uh, Robert Downey Jr. and the other dude come behind him and pants them in front of them, <laughs> just yank their shorts down to their, squarely down to their shoes. And they're standing there just horrified, and the whole room is staring at them just quietly. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So there's, there's a real high school trauma for you. To put a little light, light, lightheartedness on this, but anyway, continue. I'm sorry. And they survived too. You know, they, they, sur- they did survive, and they and they actually transformed, became better people at the end of the movie. So there you go. Yeah. Right? So and so it we is a reminder too. that this work is not easy. I know a lot of self help books, uh, and you know the gurus out there that uh, picture. I think a lot of them are really good, and a lot of them mm-hmm. are very correct about a lot of the yeah. things they say. Uh, but I think what doesn't get enough appreciation is the fact that this is hard. In some ways, doing some of the th- things might be just as hard as that injury or that high school embarrassment or you know the failure at your first business mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever you've been through, uh, yeah. that you have been through and made it through. This is going to be hard. It really is. So yeah. uh, just appreciate that. Don't fool yourself into thinking it's going to be easy. Now, can it become effortless? Can it be an exciting, fun journey? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but... Even on, you know, an exciting, fun journey, there's, there's probably going to be some down moments or if you're taking your dream vacation, well, they might lose your luggage or the hotel may not be there when you sure, exactly. uh, get, you know, but that's, but have that just be part of the adventure and it's not part of the adventure, prickly, yeah. uh, thorny, you know. Well, and don't expect, you know, don't expect it to be scary and, you know, difficult yeah. and bad and don't, you know, create situations that, you know, with negative thinking, I'm saying, you know, things can be easy and they can uh, flow very uh, fluidly and so on. But oftentimes that, you know, especially like you were talking about it at some of these key points in our lives, like, like midlife or, you know, in adolescence and puberty and some of these different stages, those are when they get kind of, kind of sticky. And, you know, you just have to understand that that's okay it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing, you know, no one's trying to punish you. The world isn't out to get you. You know, God's not mad at you. Um, you know, it's not something you did. It's like, there's natural processes that are occurring. And sometimes you've got to, you know, you've got to just kind of roll with them and do your best. And this is where the key of staying positive and holding on to the light is when you're in the midst of that, that challenging time, because it's easy to get swamped or overwhelmed at times. And that's where I say, you know, have that faith and, and know that 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 butterfly is going to is going to emerge from that cocoon. You know, know where know that to know that even if you don't know exactly how it's going to happen, you're in the process of doing that. And it's OK. You know, the universe has got you. You know what I mean? Well, there's something inherent within the process that also gives you the power. Yeah. Um, and the support. Uh, yeah. If you're involved in it, if you're in with the flow and you've surrendered, because you know, and it, we're talking about a surrender here. Uh, the worm has to surrender <laughs> to what it has been its whole life mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to give that up. Uh, and we have to do that too. If we're going to transform into something larger and greater and happier and more successful and uh, more at ease in the world, less affected uh, by the world, 
um, we we can't just be the same person with the same thoughts and everything else, you know, stays the same. I see this, you know, talk about healing and, and medicine. I see this all the time. Uh, somebody will get, you know, some recommendations from a therapist or a doctor, like a physical therapist, some exercises. And uh, it's like they'll do everything but that. You know, well, I took the medicine. Well, I, you know, I go for walks now, uh, but really didn't take, you know, all the advice, you know, then mm -hmm. you're, then it, it shows that there is, you know, there's some resistance, there isn't enough maybe willingness. So a willingness to, to let go and, and see and, and try a new experience, uh, just like the caterpillar does, uh, completely foreign, um, yeah. you know, but you're right, it's still in a body, you're still on planet Earth. Yeah, uh, and you're going to be fine, uh, but it's uh, but release. It's also releasing something within you. You're not trying yeah. to grab some enlightenment from out there. This transformation, you know, if it's alchemy from lead to gold, or if it's a you know a bunch of gears and cogs that become a watch, you know, it's it's something within what we have, you know, to become mm -hmm. this. And as we get stronger, as we unfold more that develops more strength to keep going. Uh, so yeah, for like sure. lifting weights, it's for going to be sure. hard at first, uh, yeah. but it will be relatively easy to lift light weights at first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, then you can start adding more, uh, the deeper you get it, it will get harder. But by the time you're there <laughs> at each level, you're actually in a stronger, uh, you know, more secure place. Yeah. And I think too, just knowing that, um, just knowing that this kind of stuff is kind of messy and is kind of challenging. And sometimes, you know, you're going to feel out of control and sometimes you're going to feel like you don't know what the hell is going on. And, you know, why, why me and all these different things that do occur during the transformational process, knowing that that happens to everybody. Um, there's a comfort in that, you know, I I've experienced it. You've experienced it. Everyone I've spoken to that, you know, has any kind of, you know, a little bit of a handle on life as they're moving forward. Uh, with it and has, you know, kind of learned anything has had those kinds of experiences. So it's not, um, it's not anything out of the ordinary. Now, obviously if it's, you know, debilitating, you know, suicidal depression or something, get some help, you know, don't, don't, don't uh, isolate yourself away in a cocoon and, and so forth. But if it's things that, you know, you feel confident you can handle yourself, know that those resources within yourself can, can heal you and can make the difference and are working towards the the healing and even those, those depressions and, you know, those challenging circumstances where you feel overwhelmed are working towards something to, to, to get you to a better place. They don't feel like it in that moment because your thought has slipped to the point where you've lost hope. Always hang on to hope and always reach out for help. If you feel like you're past your own ability to uh, deal with those problems, but also know that there's a strength within yourself that, you know, that is giving you challenges because you can handle them and it's making you a bigger, greater individual uh, that can take on more, more shares of responsibility, more spiritual understanding, more, you know, more of a greater place of leadership in this spiritual world and endeavor and, you know, career, your career or financially or whatever it is, leadership roles and so on, you know, so, so keep that in mind and, and have some faith. All right, so I guess we'll wrap it up. Unless, do you have anything else you wanted to add to that? Uh, I think that pretty much covers it. So it's a transformation you have within you. The Once the desire, this divine discontent stirs within, 
uh, it's something you already have. And with that comes the wisdom and the power to carry it out as you surrender to the old and open up, you know, the spirit of willingness and interest in a new experience um, with life. And you're right, this happens several times um, during our life. There's, you know, some larger ones than, than not. Sometimes they're foisted on us. You know, we have to change. We have to grow because of circumstance. Uh, but in general, I think what we've been talking about uh, on this uh, talk is uh, really consciously doing it and consciously mm -hmm. answering that call from within to become something more than what we are and believe that we are. Um, yeah, I think that's some of that, you know, Aurobindo called it, um, you know, the original sin. He called it original ignorance. And that's not knowing who you are. You know, you think you're this... <laughs> that you are, um, mm -hmm. that the world yeah, tells yeah. you you are and history and biology and everything. But, you know, we're actually more than that. And if you get in touch with that more you, that capital S of yourself, right, um, yeah, that's absolutely. the one that wants this transformation. And that's the one that's going to help you become more of who you are. Very good. And, you know, remember the idea of the old biblical saying, this too shall pass. Yep. And then also there's a great, inf you know, a great uh, affirmation. You know, that you can say to yourself, I know that all of these things are working uh, in my life to create my highest and best good. Something along those lines, you know, you can put that in your own words. But just to know that the things that are unfolding, even if they're challenging, are moving you towards your highest and best good. So that's going to do it. Thank you for joining us on the Cosmic Eye uh, Emmett Fox Friday show. We looked at Worm Gets Ideas, or the chapter from Find and Use Your Inner Power or Sparks of Truth by Emmett Fox. Again, thanks for joining us and check out our show on Sunday. Thanks for joining us. We'll be here again next Friday. Uh, goodbye and God bless.